Welcome, welcome to the Run With Us podcast, your show for everything Chicago Bulls. And now, your co-hosts, Michael Lavalarte and Kevin McKenna. Hello, everyone. I'm Michael, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin. And welcome to the first ever episode of the Run With Us podcast. It's your show for everything Chicago Bulls, and we hope you're excited to listen and learn more about what the team is doing. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Are you? Oh, yeah, definitely. This is going to be a fun offseason, a lot in store to talk about. Let's get into it. So today we're going to give you an update on the team as it stands right now, and then we can go over some of the offseason rumors that have been swirling around. Obviously, there's a lot of good rumors and a lot of bad rumors, so we'll talk about them both and uh, we'll dig through some of that. So, Kevin, what are your feelings about the current state of the Bulls? How do you feel about the current structure of the roster and where we need to be? Um, so, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that we need to get done this offseason. Um, obviously, it's been stated by AK and Eversley that um, we're going to keep the core as a whole, keep it together. Um, we're not going to... There's been some rumors about breaking it down, selling while we can with the Rosen's value being high. With Levine being high, I think we run it back. I agree with them. Run it back. Give it another chance. It was one year. We can't just flop after one year. Yeah, no. Um, I definitely think that is the smartest thing to do. I mean, at least our starters. The starting line is pretty much going to stay the same. I'm excited to see, you know, Patrick Williams. Oh, man. How he – yeah, that's going to be awesome. If um, he turns out the Finally a full season. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's so young. There's so much time for it. So that core as a whole – I'm definitely super excited to see it run it back. Um, and that includes Vooch, everybody. That includes Vooch. The staying. biggest Vooch fan yes. right here in the booth. That includes Vooch. Um, but as far as everything else, I could definitely see potential big changes happening. Um, you know, I could definitely see Kobe White potentially getting traded. Um, I don't see us bringing back a lot of these free agents, uh, a lot of our potential guys leaving the offseason. Um, certainly not Troy Brown Jr., <laughs> um, who's quali- qualifying offers seven million around. Um, but yeah, now I. What do you think? Do you think there's anything in particular you want to see get done? Anyone you want to see come back? Um, anyone that you have strong feelings about getting traded? I uh, like I like you said. I think Kobe White needs to get moved. Not because he's a bad player. He just doesn't fit the team, and it's the best thing for him and the best thing for the Bulls. He has potential to be a starting guard in the NBA. He's shown it before. He's shown flashes. Now he's going to have to be more consistent on offense and obviously step up his defense. But on the Bulls, there's just so much guard depth that we have. Like Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine are your one and two. Fingers crossed we bring Levine back. And then you have Caruso and Ayo off the bench. Ayo came out of nowhere. He, He solidified himself as a rotation player. So where does that leave Kobe White? With the healthy Bulls team... None of those three can really play the small forward position. You can rotate them and you can find it out, but I think you trade Kobe White, you get either another draft pick back or you get what you need, some size, some rebounding, and some perimeter defense, and hopefully the shooting. Because Kobe White is a good shooter. Yeah, he is. And streaky. He, streaky, but he he was one of our most knockdown shooters last year because we just didn't have any. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty <laughs> much non-existent. <laughs> Um, when Io comes in in the playoffs and is chucking four threes a game because we need the, the hit threes man. to come back, him and Derek Jones turn into turn into the uh, the Splash Bros. Man, just, they were falling. <laughs> Derek Jones in that corner every single time. 
Man, I, you know what? He would hit him, though. Now, Derek Jones, <laughs> this is off topic, but it seems like he had his best career shooting season. Yeah, I'm sure he did. He shot a lot more, and he got a lot more chances. But but anyway, so, like, yes, like I said, Kobe White needs to be traded. Not because I think he's a bust, but because I think it's the best fit for both teams just to move on, get value for him, let him go to somewhere where he can have a bigger role. Because he has potential, and he's still very young. It's, yeah, only, no, I can he's only, it's only his fourth year in the league. I can absolutely see him growing into something yeah. pretty well with yeah. another squad. Um, Maybe the Knicks? Maybe a sign-and-trade <laughs> for Mitchell Robinson? Maybe. Because they need a guard. They need some scoring. You're big on the Mitchell Robinson, huh? We need. That's the next thing I was going to say. We need We need a big man who can play defense right. and dominate the paint interior. Because Vooch had his best season defensively. Absolutely. By far. But he doesn't block shots, and he's not a physical presence inside. He's good with his hands. Uh-huh. And he's able to use his frame to 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 play dominant, but uh-huh. he gets easily moved. His footwork in the paint is not good. He doesn't even time his jumps for blocks. So that now his offensive game makes up for it. So what we need to do is bring most up someone most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> we need to bring in someone who can complement him, which would be an athletic center who can rebound very well, which Mitchell Robinson is one of the best rebounders in the game, especially on the offensive side. And then, obviously, he can play great defense. Mm-hmm. Now, Mitchell Robinson has had a lot of health problems, and him and Patrick Williams might not get along too well after last year's. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I don't think that'll affect the we team too much. Day. I think everyone in the Bulls will will be happy to to have a another talent being added to the team. But right. it wasn't fun seeing him slap. No. you know, seeing him slap the young like no. the young buck. Not live. That's the floor. No, not live. That was a hard fall. Yeah, that was a hard fall. It was tough to see. Seeing him walk to the bench there. Yeah. But, you know, stuff like that And then miss most of the rest of the season. But he looked good in the playoffs I'm, for a couple I'm sure games, the, right? the blood won't be as bad as no. the uh, Grayson Allen Caruso. Oh, no. no. Situation. It, it can't be that bad. That'll be fun again next year when once the Bulls are a little bit better. God, Grayson killed us. All right, anyway. <laughs> Grayson absolutely destroyed us. I mean, of all the players, of all the players who just get hot in the playoffs, yeah, no, Grayson Allen, especially game three, and we were at that game too, and he just could not miss. Right. I, I mean, Middleton goes down, and Grayson Allen comes up. up. Next man up. Man. That's, I mean, that's how it's got to be. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, our forward center position is our biggest need. Um, we do have. I mean, there's always room for a little bit more shooting. On the wing, that's the best thing. Right, on the wing, um, whether that be th- through free agency or trades. But obviously our biggest focus this offseason is forward depth, um, giving Vooch, because he's an important piece, giving Vooch another man uh, behind him, alongside him, um, to keep up the defense. Um, and yeah, honestly, I think that's... That could really bring us another step closer. Is just having now, this. Li- we don't need another an all star. We just need right now. We we don't pieces. need to go trade for Rudy Gobert and pay him forty million dollars. Vooch is making enough money for a center, as what it is. But it's a it's a favorable contract. It is. It's a with the way he played last year. That's a steal of a contract right. for an all star player. But now it, it's taking up a lot of the money. You're but, referring to the 2021 season. Yes, right? yes, yeah. two years ago technically. Right, but. You know, there's people saying do a sign and trade for Aiton, do a sign and trade for Gobert. Yeah, I, we've talked. Now about Gobert this. is one of the best centers in the league. Aiton is an up and coming big. He's right. already almost, you know, he's probably a top ten center in the league already. But 
forty million dollars. You know, not forty million, but by the end of their contract, forty million dollars. It's a lot to commit to a center who right. in the playoffs we saw the teams. Look at the way these teams are playing. The Warriors are running Draymond Green as their five for right. most of the game, and the Celtics are running Al Horford and Robert Williams. And Al Horford's a veteran who is not making a lot of money right now. Right. And but Robert Williams, he is, time. he's good, but he doesn't. <laughs> you don't. That's why I'm saying you don't need. If you can find a player like that, if you can find someone who can play defense and just make winning plays, you don't need to pay him forty million dollars. Right. Of course not. No. And then you have Robert Williams, who's up and coming as well, one of the best young centers in the right. league, and he's their athletic, dunking, rebounding shot blocker. Yeah. And that, they complement each other perfectly. They can play both at the same time because uh-huh. Horford can play the four, and then um, they can also swap them out. And they still have Daniel Tice. So the Bulls need to find someone that fits the team rather than just going for superstar talent. I mean, that's honest, honestly a good formula, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, obviously we know that the East is dominated by some pretty damn good big men. Yeah, so you're going to need the size. You can't. We absolutely need the size in the defense. You can't, you know, you can't run Draymond Green. At the five in the East, you just right. can't do it. You got Giannis and Bead. You know you got. You're gonna have some really good young centers coming out of the draft. Yeah, it's it's tough, but Vooch is a big guy, and like I said, he can use his physicality in the paint, but he only can do so much, and he's not technically sound. His footwork isn't there, and he's not athletic enough to challenge many guys at the rim. Right. You know, and Bead has his way with with Vooch every time we play him. Giannis, there was no contest at the paint. And it's only going to get worse. Vooch is only getting older, so we need to help him out. And that, whether that's Mitchell Robinson, whether that is a drafting a big man like Kofi Coburn out of Illinois, mm-hmm. whether that is you know finding a veteran big man like maybe a JaVale McGee who can just come in, eat up some minutes, play some you know be a, just an interior presence and get some rebounds. That's all we need. We don't need right. a lot of scoring from the from that big position. That's fingers crossed. Vooch has a better year than he did this year. Yeah, more with his with his offense. But you know, as we will note because we are the Vooch the Vooch defenders. We are. That was quite the bright spot of the first round exit. Was Vooch? Vooch was yes, and at, at points in the first two games, especially Billy Donovan really made an effort to get him in the in the post. He was hit, he won he didn't shoot the ball great in that whole series right. for three, but he was. He was working down low and even posting up Giannis, who is technically a little bit taller than him and bigger than him. And, you know, Giannis isn't a true five, but but Giannis can guard any position. And Vooch was, Vooch was banging down low with him, and I like to see that. And yeah. if he can, you know, if they can run more plays for him, get him going early in the game, set the tone for the offense, it, it'll help the offense, and then it'll get his confidence up. Because we know when his confidence goes down, it affects his whole game. And, Entirely. you know, we've talked about how, he has to be coached this year by Billy Donovan a little bit differently than everyone else because right. of how he plays. So right, uh, they call it like the Horace Grant, yeah, kind of exactly. Effect, where it's like certain players need that, um, you know, some some of them need to be yelled at. Some some players need their coach to be hard on them to kind of drive that energy and pick up the pace. You know, other players they they see things differently. Whereas if you know. A coach is getting hard on them. They're not playing well. That really can affect them. Um, yeah, certain players need to be coached a certain type of way. Vooch is the type of player that you have to coddle them a little bit because you know they'll get hard on themselves, down on themselves, and they they're just not going to perform the same as another player. Right. Um, 
you know, that, I mean, that's just part about part of being a good coach. Is Billy um, Donovan the coach of the Bulls? I had a feeling this question was going to come up. Um, I I have some opinions. You know, wrote an article about whether Billy Donovan is holding the team back. You can check that out at thewinningcity.com. <laughs> a little self plug. Self plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how much of it is on the coach? It depends on who you talk to. I think that Billy Donovan is not the guy to get us to the top. He's just a good coach. That's it. I like Billy. I like the hire. He's a well-respected, well-loved coach around the league. All of his players from college at Florida, you know, Joe Kim Noah and Al Horford love the guy, to Oklahoma City. Now, he did wonders with that Oklahoma City team. I mean, That team was projected to be the worst in the league that year, and he went and said, let me take them to the playoffs. But, you know, they got bounced in the first round. So is he the guy that's going to just get you to the playoffs and then you need someone else to take you to the top? Or is are we just going to be – maybe he can surprise us. Maybe he maybe he can, you know, be better. Because last season he just – he wasn't – he would consistently get out coached and he didn't make adjustments when he needed, needed to. Well, I mean, this is absolutely the most talented NBA roster he's ever had. Oh, definitely. And now it, it was the first year, so, you know, it can't all come together in one year. We saw how the Dwight Howard, Kobe, Steve Nash Lakers th- turned out. Uh-huh. But we our window is so small. Can we wait on Billy Donovan figuring it out? Or I, we're not obviously we're not firing this no, offseason. No, of course. But after next year, if the season turns out poorly, I can definitely see Billy being the first piece that gets taken away. Oh, absolutely. And then whether they do a roster teardown, that's for next year, but but we'll, we'll have to give Billy one more chance. He's not going anywhere. We ha- And Billy we trust, right? Billy Don. Billy Don. <laughs> the window's small, folks. I mean, we've got some years with this core. Vooch is getting older. For those of you who even want Vooch on the team anymore. Um, Keep Vooch. Keep Vooch. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, like, that goes through the back of my head all day. Keep Vooch. Keep Vooch. And I've got tons of people. He's a lovely player. I mean, yeah, absolutely, he's lovely. Um, although there are ups and downs. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like me and Michael were very upset with them at points during the season. The inconsistencies were troubling. Um, uh, but I remember we were watching our first game against Charlotte, I believe. Um, six three pointers, and we were just we were there screaming, "Which is back?" To he's be back. fair. Charlotte is like one of the smallest teams in the NBA. Right. Their only true center is um, uh, Mason Plumley. So, However, Vooch was beating them on the Vooch was a beast that game. He Don't was. get me wrong. Oh, no, absolutely. And that, that sparked his confidence, and he definitely w- was better after that. Because the, fir- the start of the season was, was not good. Vooch no. was just lost. And it's understandable. He went from being the second-slash-first option to being the third, almost fourth option, with Lonzo there taking a lot of the shots, too. And it's on Billy Donovan to figure out how to integrate him into the the offense next year, not just as a spot up shooter. We're not paying twenty three million, twenty four million to a center, a former All Star center, to just shoot threes. We're, we need him. He's a big guy. He's great in the post. That's what he do. That's what he does best. So if Billy can, you know, keep him involved while also you know getting the two stars the ball, then that's a recipe for success. And then you have some spacing and defense outside of it. There's not, there's not a lot of teams in the NBA that can compete with the Bulls team, with the roster 
that we have and the talent that's on the team if we play up to what we have. It's there. It's all there. We just got to use it. We just got to use it and use it in the right way to make the team win. That's, that, it's simple. I mean, it's easier said than done. On the court, it's a lot harder. But there was so much disappointment last year from Lonzo being out half the season, Patrick Williams barely playing, Levine's knee injury. Like, all that took a huge toll on the team's success. And if even if a couple of those things didn't happen, I think we're looking at a different story. So hopefully this season we have some better luck. Injuries don't kill us. Billy Donovan can have a better game plan each and every game. We can get back to the playoffs and compete a little bit more. Maybe we don't have to face the Bucks the first round. Maybe we can get the Hawks. I mean, that was a tough break. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get the Hawks. Who knows? I mean... But every team is getting better. You, you Absolutely. So we have to be able to compete Except with that. Except for the that. Knicks. Except for the Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks are doomed. <laughs> doomed. We're not big Knicks fans here. Um, Why would we be? No, absolutely. They lost out on so much. They I miss. Mean, they miss every year. Although we had a conversation the other day. We were like, yeah, no, we we really despise the Knicks, don't we? And then we went, except for Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson and Tom Thibodeau and so on and so on and so on. The Bulls. Hey. We like the Bulls. We're Bulls fans. And Joakim Noah. Of course, we, the Knicks, you know? of course we like those players and that coach. Right. They're Bulls. They're not Knicks. They're Bulls. It was like... Um, when we had the Timber Bulls a few years ago, oh my when it God. seemed their like, whole lineup, when it seemed like, it was like their whole Timber roster Bulls was players. just a former Bulls <laughs> roster, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, the Knicks doomed. Other than that, all the other teams are getting better. Um, not the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, not the Knicks. Um, but I mean, things are gonna have to. Things are gonna have to turn up. Where the the roster's gonna have to be constructed a little bit differently. Um, the chemistry was great last season. It felt like. Well, it, it, it meshed quickly with between Zach and Demar. Well, just think about the, yeah, the beginning of the season. I mean, winning always makes going nuts. Yeah, yeah, because winning they won what the first it won the fourth everything. preseason games, and we were like five and two to start the season. Right. And winning killed winning, the Cavs a couple times. Oh yeah, like when you win, it's it's chemistry. It's like a, an automatic chemistry. Right. Then when you lose, that's when it gets gritty, and that's when you really see how players are and how players are meshing. And shout out to Billy Donovan for. Making that locker room, you know, not toxic. It's so easy for it would you know how easy it would be for Zach and Le- and Demar to clash. No, they're I, they're two alpha guys. They want they both want that moment. They want the ball in those moments. And and we saw how much Zach deferred to to Demar. Now there were some times when he didn't look too happy about it, right. but he understood that Demar is hot. Demar is getting the best shots, and Demar's clutch. Now Zach has his moments too. There is the first game against Portland. We had a big lead. They came back. Yeah. It was a tough loss on that road trip. And Zach had a wide open three to win it. And he barely hit the front rim. But he got his moment. But that opportunity presented itself. The opportunity presented itself. Right. And now, what I, I that 10 times out of 100 times out of 100, I'm giving Zach that shot to win the game. Wide open three? It's Zach? Of course. Every time. But I mean, he, there were even moments during the season where DeMar would be taking some shots and. I mean, a lot of people weren't happy about my take on it, but there were certain shots that I would take down the stretch where I, I was questioning myself. You know, even in the height of DeMar being DeMar, I mean, what we saw this season, who was incredible. I mean, there's still a lot of opportunities where I'd like to see Levine taking those shots rather than DeMar. Now, that's a tough balance. Um 
it's it's never easy with two alpha players like that. Um, but it's really just you know what fits each game, each person's game the most. Um, even uh, this is going to be an unpo- unpopular opinion. Even that shot, that beautiful shot that Demar had off one leg from the three point line. I mean, that was, I mean, that was a scary looking possession. That was, everyone knows it's a bad shot, and, and no one's going to argue with that that it was a bad shot. No. It went in. That's it, all that matters. It, 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 it went, went in, in, and we won the game. Swish, swish. If he missed that shot, the next story is every day. Now, that what was, was he thinking? <laughs> that was December. Was that New Year's? That was the day before New Year's. New Year's was the Wizards game winner, which right. that was an amazing shot. Right. That was a tough shot. Pump fake, double teamed, in between the double team, take the three from Another the corner. Another three-pointer. Make Another it. DeMar three-pointer. And if you looked at the way he had the ball, it, it was not ideal in, a, in it for a shot. He had he didn't have the seams lined up, so it's a tough shot for a guy who's a non-shooter to flip that. Yeah, I mean, a, it's, it's, my, credit. it's my screensaver. Credit, yeah. There you go. Right there. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's an incredible pretty. shot. That's pretty. Right over Bradley. But the point was, there's even sometimes that, you know, in Zach's defense, I, I could definitely understand how that power, that balance in power, uh, you know, power might be a but it, a it didn't term, but it didn't know, cause any problems in the season. And Billy Donovan gets the credit for that because he's the guy who's keeping that locker room together. Obviously, bringing in Tristan Thompson was huge for his energy and his veteran presence. We didn't really have the vocal leader. So it that was a, a, a plus from last season. You have a completely new roster. Basically, what, two guys that will remain, three guys that remain from the previous roster. And to have everyone mesh together and you saw Io get taken under DeMar's wing. Patrick Williams was getting mentored by DeMar. You know, him and Zach. DeMar and Zach obviously became really close. Vooch with DeMar. It seems like DeMar really did a lot of the work for that. He's a good guy to have on your team. Absolutely. Because beyond the basketball, he he's respected around the league, and he's got connections. He's just he's a guy. Although he was the worst signing of the offseason. Oh, reported by many sources. Yeah, or, I mean, absolute worst. And then Kyle Lowry was the best offseason signing. And now <laughs> he got... You know, a lot of flack for how he played in the playoffs. But we got tomorrow, so we're good. This is not a Heat podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's – DeMar, you, I kind of knew, knew going into the playoffs, like, that's just – his game doesn't really work if you don't have a specific game plan around him. Uh-huh. And the way the Bulls played isolation basketball, just people watching Zach and Levine and – Zach Levine and DeMar Cook – it's great. They can score 35 on any given night, but is that going to win the games? Not really. I mean, uh, the stats said it all. I mean, those nights when we hit 30-plus assists, that's when we were winning right. the games. I mean, and, and that was the most fun. It was. We and don't need to watch. Having Lonzo back would be a huge part of that because he sees the floor so well and he gets everyone involved. Lonzo making sure that we've got Vooch in the post, everything starting from the post. It's not the most fun basketball one, but, you know, Vooch, he's – Honestly, a very talented player when it comes out to when it comes to the kickout game. Yeah, he's a great passing. The doubles big man. come. I mean, because he was so used to being doubled yeah. so often in his career on Orlando, right? Right. Uh, for now, his decision making isn't always spot on. It isn't always incredible, but he's talented enough as a passer, and he, on a consistent basis, does make the right decisions on those kickout passes. And, you know, with the, we've got Zach 
Kobe would be in the game. I mean, th- those are some knockdown shots. A little more shooting on the perimeter could help that on the wings, you know. Um, but I did want to get into a little bit of the free agency possibilities. Well, you bring up shooting. So there's always shooting available in free agency. Right. Whether it's, you know, a Matt Thomas, who's, you're not going to play a lot, but you know what he does. He knocks down shots. Or there's the Duncan Robinsons of the world, and do you want to pay them, maybe overpay them, but their services are super valued. Because come playoff time, those are the guys that win you games. You have your superstars, but Grayson Allen killed the Bulls. We talk about it all the time. It's not necessarily always the all-stars. It's, it's your core players alongside with the role players, valuable role players. Yeah, exactly. Role players who you can trust. Right. And who know their role and who come and do their job on a nightly basis. Consistency is key. I feel like it's been, well, I mean, I guess this is almost irrelevant since we, it's been a long time since we've been in like serious winning position. Right. But it's been a long time since we've had that, that guy, that consistent shooter, that would you be referring to Mike Dunleavy? <laughs> oh man, I love Mike Dunleavy. I do. Yeah, every every like winning era that we had. First, it was obviously it was Steve Kerr, John Paxson John in the nineties. Yeah. Then we had um, Kyle Korver. Right. I think it was the next guy. Um, oh, Ben Gordon too. Can't leave out Ben Gordon. He was a great shooter. Yeah. Kirk Heinrich. Can't forget about. Captain? Oh my God! Before Kyle Korver, there was the captain. Right. And then we had Mike Dunleavy. After that, not a lot of shooting. Not a lot of great shooting for the Chicago Bulls. We had Doug. We had Doug, but he wasn't. He wasn't that kind of guy yet. No, he wasn't. But it's just about. That that's a good example. Trust. Doug McDermott got a. I think it was three years, forty-three million dollars last year, somewhere around that. Is that an overpay for a guy who doesn't play defense and shoots? Yes. Now, again, yes. If, if you have a guy like Doug McDermott in the playoffs, he might come in and hit four threes, but do you want to have that on the books for a guy who just shoots? That's, you know, there's been some rumors about Duncan Robinson being traded and the Bulls potentially flipping, you know, maybe Kobe White in a trade for Duncan or just other assets in a trade for Duncan Robinson. And Duncan is obviously one of the better shooters in the NBA. Right. But does he necessarily add that much to the team for the amount of money he's getting paid? He's got four years, about $75 million left on his contract. Yeah. It's it's a tough one. But, again, the Bulls need desperate shooting. They need shooting very bad. They can't be relying on Derek Jones and Io DeSumo as the guys that come in in game five of the NBA playoffs to knock down threes. Right. I mean... Now, think about it. Let's take a look at the lineup. Lonzo, 40% shooter. DeMar, around 40% shooter. I'm sorry, Levine, around 40% shooter. DeMar, not known for threes. Patrick Williams could be around 40%, which is what he did his rookie year. And then Vooch, hopefully we can get like 33 to 35% out of him, but not on a high volume of threes. Then off the bench, you have some great shooting in Caruso. Not great shooting, but he's a consistent shooter from three. Io, eh. And then it gets shaky. That was a real decline throughout that season. Yeah. And then it gets shaky with uh, the rest of the shooting. And that wing, that four, that three or four that we want as the backup, that's where I want that shooter to come in. We don't need Troy Brown to play it. Now, Javante Green oh, should and could get minutes next year. 
especially if he works on his offensive game. And he he showed development with this three point shot. Right. But I want that guy who's you're running screens for. He comes in the game and you're solely running plays for him to get dribble handoffs, you know, floppies, any other play, run for him where he gets open shots because those guys come in the game and defenses have to work so hard to defend them. And now even if we only have one of them, that'll be that'll be great. But it depends how the, much the Bulls are willing to pay for shooting and how much they value that service. We've seen this front office be very aggressive already when it was trading for Vooch, signing and trading for DeMar, signing and trading for Lonzo, bringing in Caruso. Um, and then all the trades they made at the deadline last year too, or two years ago with, you know, bringing in Daniel Tice, bringing in um, Javante. That's the other guy, Javante yeah. Green. Yeah. yeah. And those guys played huge roles for us when they were here. And, the restraints on the team are a lot higher now than they were that year. We were full of cap space to give out. We were a rebuilding team. Now we're a winning team with very little money to spend. So it'll be interesting how how you know Acme goes about this offseason. Matt Thomas coming back? No. <laughs> no I want no. I would like Malcolm Hill to be brought back on a two way deal. I like Malcolm Hill. It was a good pickup. I he like play game. he plays defense and he's got a nice little three point shot from He's a hustler. Yeah. He can be, you know, you have him in the, the G League on a two-way contract, and then you call him up when you need him. He's a guy who can come in, play some defense. He'll hit a couple threes maybe. Obviously not ideal to have him on your main rotation, but he's a guy you'd like to have as a, you know, 14th or 15th guy just just in case you need him. And we needed him last year. You know, rumor has it Javante Green has been working very hard with his trainers in order to become more um, – Good. More of a piece on the offense. Just add more to the steal of a contract that he is. I know, right? Now, what a great player. Again, playoff time, he fell out of the rotation a little bit. But we were desperate for offense. Like, I think when we oh, went yo, to game three, we had 30 something points the offense, in the third I mean, quarter. We couldn't afford to just give up any more size on the Bucks. Right. And he's 6'4 playing power forward center, which is absurd. absurd. But that's all we had. We Tony Bradley, like, he held his own. He did. He he played great defense all year. Hustles. He rebounds as much as he can. Him on the offensive glass was really nice. He would always always uh, get a couple extra possessions per game. But if only there were five Javantes. If only there were five Javantes. <laughs> Shout out Stacy King. <laughs> all right. So what about big men, forwards, free agents? Um, one interesting one. Now this is not what I want because this would mean Zach Levine gets traded. But a sign and trade with the Atlanta Hawks. Bringing in potentially Zach sending to the Hawks and bringing in John Collins and probably like a Kevin Herter. Yeah, I saw um, maybe Clint Capella too, but I saw something like that. Um, John Collins and Vooch would. I saw a graphic of that. Interesting Similar four and five. That, not exactly. That. They complement each other well, but we still don't have that true shot blocker then. But I mean, and then that means Demar at the two, Pat at the three, John Collins at the four. Is John Collins better than Zach Levine? And John Collins is on a max contract. Absolutely not. I mean, I am not a fan of this whatsoever. I'm not big on this at all. Um, I saw a graphic similar to this. I mean, uh, uh, they were giving up more, and I wasn't a fan of it. I saw they were giving up Herter, Collins. Um, DeAndre Hunter, possibly. I don't know. I don't know if they were giving up Hunter. Not, but... not, not Hunter, Herter, and Collins. Hunter's a nice one. There's a couple other players yeah. thrown in there. We, and and a pick. 
for like it's for Zach, Zach Levine. Levine if the like team's gonna sign a trade for him, they're gonna give him. They're gonna give us some good stuff. But yeah, but uh, I don't want Zach gone. We're not gonna get a player back that's better than Zach. I don't need John Collins. No, great player. Honestly, would fit the roster and his play style. But he doesn't do enough to to tip the scale. Absolutely, we're getting not. worse with that trade. Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of that whatsoever. Um, um, like other, I said, I don't see really. I think that the ideal way for the Bulls to go is veteran backup big. Absolutely. JaVale McGee, Isaiah Hartenstein was actually a really good player that played for the Clippers last year. Who could be interesting? He can stretch the floor a little bit, but he's a good interior presence, athletic, and can block shots. Um, obviously, there's guys like Serge Ibaka. There's um, who's the guy from Brooklyn? From who? A Drummond. That why am I Drummond will be a free agent. Oh, now as a backup to Vooch, yeah, he can rebound. Defense is obviously not great, but mm. he he'll be cheap. His value is not very high right now. Um, there's you know really really veteran players like. Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan. Not the direction I'd want the Bulls no, to go in. They're not going to end up being that valuable. Their defense is just not the same way it was. But, you know, you just don't have money to spend. And if you can get, like, a, I think Mitchell Robinson would be an ideal fit for the Bulls. If you can get him on about $9, 10000000 million per year using your mid-level exception, he compliments the Bulls so well, and he compliments Vooch. So that's my ideal fit for the backup big spot. Now, he's been the starter there, so when whether he'd want to come to the Bulls and play the backup spot for maybe two years. But do other teams view him as a starter? It's a winning team. It is a winning as team. We're getting him out of New York. That is that is a perk. I mean, that he'll, is a perk. he'll thank us for that. So what about some younger guys? So a lot. It's been going around a lot. Bobby Portis. A lot of Bulls fans are big on that. A lot of people don't. Bobby we lost Portis the trade nice, when we traded him nice anyway. Pickup. I, I would like Bobby Portis. But he doesn't solve the, the problem with the defense, but he's great energy, great rebounder, and he can really score. The well, ball. he offers size. Yes, the size and he the offers rebounding. Size, grit. The grit. Oh, it's the, grit the grit that guy has. Absolutely. And it sucks to the see Javante him do it as grit. a buck because he used to do that for the Bulls, and we used to get really energetic watching him play because he would just, even if it was just an offensive rebound and then he got fouled, he'd just look at the crowd and start yelling. And get you those Bobby eyes. Energy. The yes. Bobby eyes. Oh my goodness. That's that's the last thing Miritich saw before he got. Oh my rocked. god. You brought up the Miritich fight. <laughs> so, Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher is a nice one. I'm a fan of this. These guys are gonna get a little bit more though. Like a guy like Yusuf Nurkic. Absolutely. He's only he was only getting paid 12 million a year last year. He'll probably get 15 to 16 somewhere in that range. Obviously, we talked about Aiton. I just don't want to give up a lot of talent for him and then pay him a huge contract. Again, uh, Baca's there. Thomas Bryant could be interesting. Very injured in his history, but he's still young. Mo Bamba, too. Another guy who's had a lot of injuries, a little inconsistency, but young. We'd probably have to trade with him because he's a restricted free agent. Right. And the Magic wouldn't give up on him, especially after a career last year, if it wasn't for the right price. Uh-huh. But Bamba could be interesting because, again, great defender, spreads the floor, could fit this team well. And then, you know, you got older guys, like we mentioned, Dwight Howard, Drummond, Hassan Whiteside. What about Thad Young? Gorgie Jang. Thad Young, 
Not as a backup center. Backup forward? No, 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 no. I'm talking just forward positions in general. I mean, he played center for us a lot in his year with the Bulls, a couple years with the he Bulls. He did, but I mean, I mean, it would depend, right? I, I like on... that on this team. I would. He's a playmaker from the four position. You like him at the backup five? Backup four. Backup back four. four. That mean that would mean Javante probably being out of the rotation. Because if you in the regular season you run about a nine ten man rotation, so you got the starting five obviously, and then you got Lons or Caruso and I off the bench. Uh-huh. This is assuming Kobe White's traded, of course. And then you Which have do then that those three spots the the front court backups are where we're a little, you know, we don't have actual answers. Then we can play Javante. We can play maybe a rookie that we draft, and if we sign a big, whether it's Dad Young or someone else, we'll rotate them at the four and five. When do you see Marco? I maybe after this season. Think I think so? another season in the G League. He'll probably get a little bit more action this year in uh-huh. in uh, garbage time. But do I believe in him? Not really. He's you know I like the risk reward type of thing with that draft pick where you know you stash him overseas. He comes out. He comes into the G League this year. He played very well in the G League for the Bulls. There's a lot of games where he had 2020 uh-huh. performances. But you know he's. He's a big man who has no frame, not known for his rebounding. Can shoot, can score a little bit, but you know, I'm not expecting him to just play that much next year. Hassan Whiteside is a free agent. Whiteside will be interesting. Uh, Bismack Biombo could be nice. Luca Garza. Nah, I'm just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you know my feelings about Luca Garza. Um, yeah, when, once you get down the list, they're really just vet minimum contracts. Most of the guys are worse than Tony Bradley. We still technically have Tony Bradley under contract. He's uh-huh. got a player option. I'm guessing he'll take it. He will absolutely take it. It's for a little Almost over two, two million, million, right? Uh, just under two. Just million. under two million. Yeah, yeah um, I'm going to go. Ahead Deadman's a free agent. I, I I'd like Deadman. He played well for Miami. Uh yeah, I do like Dwayne Deadman. Dwayne Deadman could be a nice, awesome. a nice one. He won't be too expensive. You know, back to the Tony Bradley thing, though. I don't. I honestly don't find it the end of the world. I mean, he's obviously going to take that. If we have him back as our backup big, it's going to end up being the same story as last season. He'll play a little bit, he'll look good, but then he's just not trustworthy to play enough. Right. And if Vooch goes down, he's not starting material. No, absolutely. If Vooch goes down, you can more than you can easily start Mitchell Robinson. You can easily start a guy like Javale. You could easily start a guy like Hassan Whiteside for a couple games. Even Drummond, huge Mitchell Robinson guy. Huh? He's young. He's young. He's exactly what the team needs. He doesn't. He's athletic, rebounds among the best in the league, and plays defense. That's all we need from a right. center. We don't need anything else. Bobby Portis would be a nice fit, but we need defense and rebounding more than scoring. I, if the Bulls sign Bobby, I won't be mad. I will be happy that we signed Bobby Portis, but he might make $15 million, $16 million a year. The way he's been playing, yeah, absolutely. he's going to want a contract. Yeah. And... He might stay in Milwaukee because he's made a home there, and the Bucks fans love him. But he's going to look for some money. But there, it comes down to there's plenty of options for the backup big position. And like I said, we don't know how Acme's going to approach this offseason. Are they going to really try to use the rest of their mid-level exception on a big or use it on a shooter? Because they have about $9 million, $10 million to play around with the mid-level exception and then, and then some money to play with between the salary cap and the hard cap. So, it'll be interesting to see um, see how they play that. Now, 
the one thing that's going to be discussed a lot this offseason, um, we'll have to have like a Zach Levine tracker. Check the status on that. There's so many rumors about Zach Levine right now. I think, like, m- what I think is the Bulls are just going to sign him. There, or at least they're going to offer him the max deal. Well, of course. No, I well, mean, that's... There's people that say that, that you know, uh, Arturis and Mark Eversley don't believe Zach is that guy. There's those rumors coming out of Chicago. I don't believe anything I'm reading right now. I think if you're the GM, you know, and the president of the Bulls, you're looking at this, you're saying, Zach has been here for years. He's developed his game into one of the best guards in the league. And we're not going to find anybody else on the market that's better right now. A lot of... I see a lot of people, um, especially a couple weeks ago, um, Zach Levine had made a comment uh, that... I'm actually going to try to pull it up right here. But it was along the lines of him and AK had a great relationship. Uh, He loved playing in Chicago. He's keeping his options open. Um, And a lot of people took this as... Yeah, they just went to sheer panic. Oh, no. This obviously means Zach is leaving. He said it was fun playing here. He's keeping his options open. That can mean anything. Teams are going to be after Zach Levine. Now, a lot of people have to understand that the NBA is a business. Um, the way agencies work, you know, they're, it's information's cutthroat. It's cutthroat. Why would Zach Levine go to the media and say, I'm not open to go to any team other than the Bulls. Um, if any other team offers me big money, I'm not going to take it. Um, the Bulls are the only place. I, it's a business. That's that's not how things work. Just because Zach Levine says his options are open, does that not mean anything? It does not mean anything You know, too serious. It's really about how free agency works. A lot of people are freaking out about it. It's really not that big of a deal. Um, that's what free agency is all about. Zach Levine is going to stay with the Bulls. He's giving up almost $50 million signing with anyone else's max contract. If you're, he's 28, 27, 28. This is probably the last max deal he's going to get. I don't want to say that. It's probably, he can get another deal depending on how they structure this contract, but if he signs a five-year deal, he'll be 32, 33 when he gets his next chance to be a free agent. And who knows? He's an athletic player, so a lot of those guys don't last as long in the league. And and Zach wants to win, too. So a lot of the teams that are in winning positions can't afford to offer Zach the max anyway. Right. So I think the Bulls have a lot of the, the power in it. The ball's in their court, really. They're gonna they 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 would be idiotic not to offer him the max. Now, yeah, in five years, do you want to be paying Zach Levine forty five, forty six million a year? No, but it's it's part of the business, like you said. It's it's the sacrifice you have to make to keep star players on your team, and I think that we have a capable front office now to understand that. And like you said, Zach's not leaving that money on the table. I just it's don't not, see Zach no, Levine leaving. He's He's been talking about getting paid all year. And if the Bulls offer him, he's going to take that, I think, pretty quickly because he's going to understand that, all right, all I, all I wanted was for my team to value me the way I value my talents. Right. And if they do that, then that's then that's perfect. It's, a, it's exactly what you wanted. So why would you leave that? Bulls fans, stay calm. 
Zach Levine will be a bull next year. We're going to offer him the max contract. He will take it with us. He's not going to give up the money. Um, there's no need to panic. It's just the business of the NBA. Well said. That's, well how, said. It, that's how it works. All right, guys. I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, first episode, bear with us. Um, I had a lot of fun. It was a good time. I'm really excited to keep this going. Um, grow the fan base a little bit. Definitely. You know, hopefully we see um, some more listeners. You know, share with your friends if you got any big Bulls fans um, in your friend group. Feel free to, you know, make comments, rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, real quick, I did want to. Do you have any comments about the game last night? Um, this is referring to Game Two of the NBA Finals, Warriors Celtics. I did not watch it. I expected working. the Warriors to win. I didn't by that big of a margin. No, when I saw when I glanced at the score, I was like, "Are they really up that much after the way the Celtics played?" Right. But it's the Warriors. Remember, everyone expects the Warriors to win this series. So at home, they can't go down two zero. No, for the Celtics at home. No, of course not. So yeah, they they did their job. Now they they did their job very well, and it'll be interesting to see how the Celtics respond. Now, do you think this is damning to the Celtics to lose by that big? I think that coming out of Golden State with one win is perfectly acceptable. Uh-huh. Having two wins would have been nice, but again, they played they played their asses off on that first game. That's what we thought, huh? And there was they were down big in that game a couple times and right. they came back. And what, then they got one? dominated in game two. So we will see, you know, this is a good uh, test for the rookie coach they have, Ime Adoka. How does he respond? Win game one, get blown out in game two, come home. The Boston fans are going to be rowdy, you know it. So it'll be it'll be fun to watch that game. If I, hopefully, I can watch it. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be good. It's going to be a good series. I'm really excited. Um, hopefully, we see a little bit. Of, um, hopefully, we see some closer games. But I expect it nonetheless from the Golden State Warriors in Game Two. All right, guys. Like I said, just give us um, feel free to rate us on whatever platform you're listening to. Share with your friends. Um, we're trying to keep this alive, um, and that's what we plan on doing. Uh, we should be a weekly podcast we're um, aiming for every wednesday um so feel free to just pop on your um whatever you listen to your podcast to check it out see if you have a new episode and um see red pull down pull down (laughs) i love it and don't and feel free to reach out to us too if you have any comments anything you think we should talk about on the show um we'll put our information in our uh, bio section so we'll be open to comments uh questions we might even have some some open forum type of things so just be on the lookout for that and uh we're just excited to to continue this and and get it going this is a fun off season like we said we got so much to talk about it's easy to rant it's it's fun we're it, good it's fun we're good again we're good again we're relevant we got a front office that's willing to spend money even if the owner is a cheap cheapo but we'll see what happens and we're excited to go along the journey with the rest of these Bulls fans. Of course. All right, guys. See you, Red. Peace out.